Unblocked by Defy. I am Keshav Sharma and this is episode number 4. Ever thought about starting a new country? Yes, your own new country. One which is prosperous, clean, crime-free, modern, ecologically rich and so on. Sounds like an idea straight out of a utopic novel, right? Well, apparently in 2022, we are very close to empowering individuals with the power of creating their own countries. Yes, this episode discusses the same. This episode explores the futuristic idea of a network state by Balaji Srinivasan. He shares that just a few years ago, it was considered impossible to start a new global currency. Now, after the success of Bitcoin and other digital assets, we know that anyone with a laptop can do it. And he's looking for the kinds of people who are interested in extending this idea behind cryptocurrencies to crypto countries. Let's dive deep into this path-breaking concept by S. Palaji. He states that the technology allows us to start our own global company like Google, Microsoft, It also allows us to build our own global community. We are using social media to do that at the moment. It allows us to start our own global currency like Bitcoin, Ethereum and others and eventually it will allow us to start our own cities and countries. Now, there are many questions that come to mind and let's address all of these questions one by one. What are the basics that we need to build a state? The idea is that digital currencies are a fundamental shift in human organization. According to him, it is a return from shared geographies to shared ideas. He gives the example of Russia, where the geography is primary and the ideology is secondary. The same country which was intellectually communist has now shifted to nationalism, but the geography has remained constant. However, the ideology changed. Whereas if we look at a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Ethereum which he believes is a proto network state where you have a large group of people organized by a shared belief and the belief is primary but the geography is secondary they can form groups in China India US Mexico or anywhere in the world you have a community of millions of people that are transnational and they are unified by social networks and cryptocurrencies and shared beliefs as opposed to shared geographies what we are doing here is that we are using the technology to collectively bargain with existing governments or organizations then he talks about crowd choice where people vote with their feet meaning they can go to places where they want to and choose the life they want irrespective of geographies the third element is startup societies semi autonomous startup societies permitted by existing governments also you have teleport.org or nomads list which are search engines for digital nomads If you put these three concepts together you have a concept of a leader who collectively bargains on behalf of his people the idea of mass migration and belief and new search engines and social networks that are based around mass migration on the basis of ideology you get this concept of crowd choice where you can move from existing 51% democracy to 100% democracy 51% democracy is what we currently have where 51% can vote out the remaining 49% and impose their will 4 years later 2% switches side and it switches the other way around 
currently you have a minimum consent to operate a state whereas the alternative is where you get a 100% consent because the root of democracy is consensual government where the consent of the governed legitimizes it this way you can get what is called crowd choice the ability to organize violence is also changing think about it if your property is bitcoin or other digital assets and it is cryptographically secured it doesn't matter if you have army of millions they cannot steal it no amount of violence can solve math problems then we have 3d printing means anybody can print guns at home and that means they will be impossible to be regulated in the future a medical license will be replaced by a software license as more and more personal diagnostic data becomes available we will only need softwares for diagnosis or telephonic zoom calls for medical consultation a significant amount of interpretation is already happening by algorithms think about what is the doctor actually doing today they are prescribing lab tests reading charts the same can be done far more efficiently and precisely by algorithms we may be able to step into a vr suit very soon and animate a robot on the other side of the world which looks talks and behaves very much like us the onset of covid following which the rebranding of facebook to meta and its focus on building experiences in the better verse are only going to expedite things in this direction there is a sci-fi movie called surrogates that's a pretty good vision of this that changes all kinds of migration conversations because then you can teleport in a labor who can do the job and then go back to his place they could stay at home and still earn cryptocurrency cross borders without delay or any fee as more and more countries start using software based warfare it will not be about who has the most number of guns but more about who has the capacity to write the software being used in the modern warfare it will be about who has the best engineers who can hack the other side's drones and win 12 people that set up Instagram were able to defeat 12000 employees of decades old photography giant like Kodak the world sees images in a completely different light that it used to just about 15 years back to sum it up the legacy will still be operational for a while however in the next 10 to 20 years we will be living in a radically different world when you put all these pieces together what do you get you get encrypted computer networks the only state that survives are the ones that become fused with the network they become the property of the network and balaji believes that this will enable the rise of the network state what do people believe is the most powerful force in the world increasingly it will be the encrypted computer networks let's explore why the balance is shifting in 1800s people did not steal and why they did not steal because they were fearful of the god the most power lay with the belief that people had in god people actually believed in god and modern people can't fully wrap their heads around it they thought of god as an active force in the world in 1990s enough intellectuals no longer believed in god and you needed a new force to keep men in order and that was the state 
the police, the military. Even if you didn't believe in God, you believed in guns. In the 2000s, we have a new force and that's network. In 2000s, why won't you steal? Because the network won't let you steal. Either you don't have the private keys or your social network will set guidelines for you to behave and be in a certain way or both of these things. So from God to state, the military to encrypted network. Let's look at what's happening in China. It has become a total surveillance state. They have cameras everywhere without saying that it is the best solution. The Chinese government has delivered a lot of material results by improving the quality of life of the people there. The rule is basically simple. Just do not contest the Chinese government on anything. But what they have built is where cameras can track you room to room. It is very similar to all seeing, all knowing God we are used to. With artificial intelligence and constant monitoring, you may not be God-fearing, but you are definitely a government-fearing person. Because AI will know if you have done something wrong. Balaji establishes that encryption is now the most powerful force in the world. Now let's look at how we get there and how anyone can build a network state of their own. His key concept is to go cloud first, land last, but not land never, by starting with an online community and then materializing it into the physical world. We get there in five steps. Step one is founding the community. First, we need a founder. Anyone can found a network state, just like anyone can found a tech company or a cryptocurrency. The legitimacy of this founder comes from whether people opt to follow them. That is, there is no formal qualification for this role. Unlike the current political leaders, a network state founder need not be a part of a tiny fraction of the world where he or she is born, in a particular country or above a certain age or anything like that. Instead, the qualification for this job is wholly empirical. The founder must build an online community that's motivated enough to create a new state. An online influencer is the perfect example of the kind of person who becomes a union leader. You stand for something. You have some beliefs. You have an opinion. You have followers. You have some management capability. And then you go to step two, which is form a network union. Given a sufficiently dedicated online community, the next step is to organize the group as a network union, the predecessor to a network state. Unlike a traditional social network, a network union has a purpose. It coordinates daily actions for the benefit of its members and is capable of collectively bargaining with states and corporations alike. Step 3. Build trust online and offline. We now begin holding in-person meetups in the physical world. Of increasing scale and duration while simultaneously building an internal economy using cryptocurrency. Step 4. Crowdfund the nodes of the network state. Eventually, once sufficient trust has been built, we start crowdfunding apartments, houses, and even towns to bring digital citizens into the physical world within real co-living communities. These are the nodes of the network state, where we use augmented reality and virtual reality to seamlessly link the online and offline. And last but not the least, step five is to digitally connect physical communities. Finally, we network the nodes into a new kind of state, a network state, 
a digital group of islands with pieces of territory distributed around the world, ranging from single-person apartments to in-person communities of random size. According to Balaji, this is just the beginning. Encryption is not just about property rights. It is about freedom of association. You can do meetups, communication, any kind of hardware or software development, crowdfunding, remote control of drones and robots, meetups in territory scouted by robots, telepresence robots, the full scope of what it means to have fully encrypted networks communicating peer-to-peer, we haven't even fully thought through. Only time will tell if this is really going to become a reality. But one thing is for sure, to vote with our feet seems like a far more effective way to change the law of the land and effectively bargain because if the state doesn't listen to us, we can always move to a place that's ideal for us as an individual. As far as virtual worlds with virtual currencies are concerned, it is already happening with both Bitcoin and Ethereum. We are already leveraging the power of social media to form new connections anywhere in the world. We are playing online games with random strangers and are bonding with new people over shared ideas and beliefs. Balaji's idea of giving the power back to the individual is the core behind legacy cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And decentralized encrypted computers are already helping build a parallel financial system and his dream of building a network state may not be that far away in the future. Even the idea of transnational associations trumping local ties doesn't sound unrealistic. I would like to know what you guys think about this concept. Do let me know in the comments. Do you believe that technological factors are changing the balance of power? Or do you think mass migrations of individuals will discipline states? Do check out his website, which is 1729.com. 1729 is numeric for more details on this concept. In the next episode, I will talk about Web 3.0 and we shall explore together how it changes everything. Till I come back with a new one, this is Keshav Sharma, signing off. See you soon.